This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins the national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! All right, I want to get into some of the changes on the offensive line potentially here. Matt Jones, uh, K.J. Jefferson says that it would be good to get Patrick Kudis back to a position he's played before him. Absolutely. He's played that position. He's played center. This is nothing that is new to him. It's just he'd, he'd been learning a new position. We haven't seen him at center very much, if at all, in a game. But that isn't to say that he hasn't practiced at that position before and, and not to say that that might even be his best position. So in, in changing who is, who, who is your center at this spot, I think it might actually lead to, and I guess we'll find out pretty soon, whether or not the snap uh, becomes a little bit more consistent. That's another, that's another thing that wasn't too consistent, at least uh, you noticed it a lot in this last game. And of course, in the first game of the year, there's a snap that goes over KJ's head. So how important is it to have a consistent snap being at the right spot when you're in the shotgun? There's a lot of high. There was a lot of low this past Saturday. The most important thing is the ball. That, that's, that's 100% true. Uh, you you got to have that snap right. That, that's what starts it. You, you get a delay. You saw it with uh, Zach Wilson. Um, on, was it Sunday night football or Monday night football when he's just kind of backing away from it and then fumbles, you know, loses the snap. That's the most important thing. And then as far as the, the offensive line, it's, it's kind of, do you, is this your best five out there? Is this, you, what position are, is your best five at, you know? And, and so, yeah, if, if you have your best center out there and, and, and you got your two best guards out there and now you have your best tackles out there, they should be better. I guess the idea, too, is it's the same five, right? So you've, in their mind, they'd identified the best five linemen, and I think they had identified them a long time ago. But it's a matter of having them lined up just so, so that there's more uh, chemistry between them. And, man, when I, when I, think, about, when I think about it, it's, it's gotta, part of it's got to be about the communication at the same time of having, you know, so you, uh, what you're, putting, you're putting veterans next to younger players. Uh, in this case, right? You know, you're keeping... Um, well, you, they get, you put Kudis in the middle, he's going to be between two more experienced players now. And with Limmer sliding over to guard, he's in a position where he's next to a younger player in Devin Manuel, or if it's Andrew Chambly, two guys who are, who are less experienced than him. So having that kind of experience, I mean, these when I think of experience, sometimes I think of communication at the top of the list. But, that's 100% facts. Uh, you look at the best teams in basketball that play defense, they communicate. You look at the best offensive lines in football, the center, they, they communicate. Uh, there, there's so much talking that has to be involved. There's so much uh, getting your hands on uh, two people, getting the hands, then you're touching somebody with your and then you're going up to the second level. A lot of footwork. I'm telling you, they, they go in unison. It's like a song and dance uh, with the offensive line. When you see one of them, you see all of them. I would think in terms of players who communicate during the game like actually before a play happens there are no more uh, more so than the offensive linemen i mean they're literally right there next to each other and they've got to communicate in a very specific way you know you know how sometimes there's you have a knowing look with a friend, you know, or a knowing glance, and you just look at them, they know exactly what that's, you mean. That's right. You know, you you, you got to be able to go on, too. Uh, you hope that's not an issue. 
Uh, and and I like what I saw out of him against the A and M team as far as zero penalties. And and so if if they can 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 can, can continue that, and then also, thank you, sir. Also, yes. And then also, we got to get back to running the football a little bit. I mean, there's there's no excuses uh, to to be this far in and, and not have a running back over a hundred yards. I mean, you look at what what uh, Ole Miss is going to try to do and what the, how they use Junkins. Hopefully, Raheem Sanders can go. I don't know if he can if he can touch it thirty five times, but if you can get him twenty touches, if he's in shape enough, man, that'd be big for for this Arkansas offense. Well, at least in Sam Pittman's. Um communication the other day he said rockets not at 100 percent, but that also means i thought he looked pretty good for someone who wasn't at 100 percent. i'd I'd like to be his 80 percent. he was the best player on the field for arkansas that day and uh that that's true he just he kind of run out of gas a little bit but that's expected there's so there's such a different thing between every every player to tell you there's a different thing in practice shape and game shape like it's not it's not even close it takes you a couple games uh, to, to get and so you know in basketball when Nick Smith was out you know I was like man it, it's gonna take him ten days twelve days to kind of get back to full speed it it'd take Rocket at one more game and then hopefully by this Alabama game uh, maybe he'll be able to carry it thirty times. I was a little nervous that the Rocket Sanders knee issue would be exactly like last year's Nick Smith issue, which never ever felt resolved because you know, I mean you never felt like you watched Nick Smith at his best right. at Arkansas this year you will. Um, but but I think with Rocket, it's a different thing. I think it's a different injury. It's handled totally differently, even though he's going to be drafted too, just like Nick was. You know, you knew Nick Smith was one and done. You know this was Rocket Sanders last year. Nick, Nick Smith is an extreme talent. Um, and, and, no, Arkansas fans, they, they didn't get to see him at his 100% healthiest and his best. Uh, but that, that dude can ball. And then Raheem Sanders is All-American, and, and we saw why. Just little glimpses of it, and I think you're going to continue to see that. And if we can get him healthy, there, there's no reason this team can't can't beat Ole Miss. There's no reason this team can't find a way to get to six wins because isn't that the that's the that's the goal right now? We 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 want to be able to go to a bowl game. We we got to get to that six victory, uh, and we want to hear the song. We want to hear, hear turn that jukebox on. I know, I know. You want you want you actually want to and 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 Pittman referenced it the other day. And it's it, sometimes you feel like it's simplistic when it's said you need to win. Yeah, you need to win. You need to find a way to win, and it totally changes everything. You beat Ole Miss this weekend. I'm not, I mean, I could say whatever happens at Alabama doesn't matter, but if you beat Ole Miss this weekend, then you you have you have a win in the in the midst of the toughest. I think the toughest portion of a schedule that anybody in the country has, uh, and it feels, man. I mean, I want I want to feel the same way I did last week. You know, going into the going into the A and M game, that you saw something against LSU, which made you believe that, yeah, you're you're going to compete. You're going to compete in this division. You're going to compete in this league, and you might find a way to surprise somebody when they're not expecting it. That last week against the Aggies was not that week. I thought it was going to be one of those weeks. I still have the the sense or maybe the desire to want that same thing from Ole Miss. It's just you know how we talk about this. It's your prisoner of the last moment. So much of it is matchups. Maybe Texas A&M just was a bad matchup physically for Arkansas, and I don't think that Ole Miss is 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 that sort of physical team defensively like Texas A&M is. In fact, I'm not sure if you can face another team quite like that. I think Alabama's good though, so should throw that out there. I think the offensive line is going to answer the bell. Uh, I, I think this offense is going to play good. 
uh, I, I really feel like they've been challenged this week. Uh, they're, they're, they're probably tired of hearing it. Um, and I, I expect big things out of this offense this week. Get, get, and, and, and be consistent. That's, that's the thing. Get back to running the ball a little bit. Get back to throwing. Don't, don't pass up your, your, your first read if it's open. All right, what do we have? This is, a, um, this is a scallop. It's a large one. It's got some kind of a butter sauce with it. A little spinach. One little strip of uh, red pepper. We're gonna go. This is this is an appetizer for somebody, and this was very very good. So we got to we got to judge this on presentation, on flavor, and use of key ingredient. The scallop is the key ingredient, and it's cooked perfectly. You know, scallops are difficult to cook. You cook it like five seconds longer than you should, and you get a piece of rubber. This one's done perfectly. Use of key ingredient. Can we go eight point six? Now we'll just go. We'll go nine. If I'm going to go eight point six, you gotta you gotta uh, lean the other way. A little, little coconut. Up. Little coconut curry. Did you taste in that? Was that in that? That was pretty good. Flavor. I'm going to go flavor. This is my favorite one of them. Like the chicken wing is good, but anybody can make a chicken wing. And that was a good one. I'm not not to say that it wasn't any good. Um, The the taco salad, that was really good too. Something um, Something about the scallop that stands out to me. I'm all about the scallop today. Yeah, what was that brisket or whatever that that was in that 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 taco salad? That was pretty fire. A little... Little ribeye or something that was good. Did you eat anything today? You Did know, you I had to have. Doing this? I had my my uh, my yogurt, my Greek yogurt. Uh, I had my. Uh, You're my, a health food guy. It's good thing my, you go in that my direction. My banana, and I had uh, about uh, you know half a cup of strawberries. So that was uh, that was breakfast this morning. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey and Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey and Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey and Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey and Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. we got Grant Hall with us, too. Who's the next person to uh, hear us digesting all this food? Good afternoon, Grant. What are you eating right now? I've already eaten lunch, you know, and I'm just watching it rain right now. You know, this is the day three of the Blessings Collegiate Tournament, and uh, they they <laughs> were not wanting this rain, but... Uh, the first two days were really nice. What's uh, update me on what's going on over at the Blessings? What's um, I have not kept up. Well, you know, the two Arkansas teams pretty much dominated. And in fact, they had the uh, B teams that did well also. So that's that means they're 10 deep this year on both teams, at least. And uh, this uh, Marine, this uh, Maria Jose Marine, has made, I think, 15 or 16 birdies the first two days. And uh, she's just a friend, and her father from Columbia was telling me yesterday that she's going to play all four years at Arkansas. So they got a really good one for a long time. Wow, that's outstanding, man. That's great. 
Um, all right, Sam Pittman had a media availability earlier today for the weekly teleconference. He's got another one, I think, coming up in 40 minutes, and then Sam Pittman live. Uh, biggest topic's got to be shifting things on the offensive line. Um, this is, I mean, it is, it's the middle of the season, making changes on a group, not to the personnel, but where it is that they're positioned at. It's very interesting. We don't even know if that means that the way that they've practiced for the first couple of days this week is the way that they line up on Saturday yet. Yeah, and these guys uh, had been versatile. They, they had played different positions going in, you know, and uh, I think they, they believe Limmer is going to be really good at guard. I think uh, maybe center wasn't the spot for him. Um, Kutus, you know, can play center. The thing that concerns me, and Matt, you would know better than I, but uh, uh, if you do that and you have several different guys at different positions, are you worried about false starts and things like that? Maybe you get some calls wrong well and, and hopefully whatever it is that they you know position they put them at you start to feel comfortable with it because man uh comfortability has got to be pretty important but i guess it just didn't look like they were all that comfortable um anything as sam said earlier today that's that's worth that's worth reviewing like i i, I think the teleconference happened while I, we were setting all the equipment up so i couldn't quite keep up with it yeah i wasn't on it this time this week but i did go to his monday presser and i was interested in uh well, I, actually, I watched the tape again. I watched uh, most of the game last night and then the rest of it this morning, and I watched it in reverse order so that, you know, the part I watched this morning was the first quarter and a half, and, and there was seemed like there was a lot more pizzazz, uh, spizzerinkdom, whatever you want to call it, out of the team early in the game. Uh, and then, you know, things happen like they missed a third and one again, they missed a fourth and one. It uh, looked to me like KJ might have picked the wrong hole on third and one. It looked like uh, Sanders possibly could have, uh, you know, gone over uh, through a different hole on fourth and one. But as Sam said Monday, this isn't all on the offensive line. You know, he said that the running backs really uh, haven't made that many guys miss them. Uh, KJ probably is holding the ball too long at times. And so, um, I, you know, You'd like to be playing somebody probably besides a team that had 706 yards last week, this week, and then, of course, Alabama the week after. Everybody knew this was going to be uh, a tough stretch, and it's turned out to be that. But, you know, it's funny, KJ uh, said after the game, I believe Sam said he told him, Coach, we've been here before. And I went back and looked, you know, two years ago when Arkansas lost three in a row, I think they won five of the last six, but I think they were – they were four and three after those three straight losses that year. This year they're two and three, and so it's just going to get tougher and tougher to uh, to, get, to keep everybody playing really hard through the stretch unless they can get it get a win somewhere. Yeah, Grant, I, I had a quarterback coach tell me, don't get bored with the easy completions. I, I don't know if, like you're saying, the sacks could be an assignment missed by the running back. It could be assignment uh, missed by a receiver, not not getting a hot route. But, yeah, if you have an easy completion, uh, you got to take it. I I liked what I saw out of number five. It was good to have him back. What, what were your thoughts on how Rocket played? Well, they had those two plays in a row, Matt, that were sensational. You know, the screen pass and that, I believe, the run right after that where he, he looked rejuvenated. But, you know, Sam told us Monday he's still not 100%. There's still some fluid on the knee there. I, they just, you know, there was another play. I noticed uh, watching it again this morning. Armstrong 
dropped one in the end zone. Now, I think maybe the defensive back might have got a finger on it, you know, at the last minute. <laughs> that can become pretty tough. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there were some plays if they could have made them earlier. Uh, but, I mean, here we are. What do you think, Matt? Do you think this, this thing is salvageable? Well, I, I like that we have our offensive linemen playing back in their positions that they're best at. It's sometimes having your best five out there uh, on talent-wise isn't as good if, if they're not good at that position. you got to have your guys playing in the right position. So I, I think they're going to come up to the challenge. I, I, I think they are. And K.J. should understand. I mean, we, he can't take seven sacks. Uh, that that's on everybody, and and you gotta you gotta get back to running a little quick game, and and well, and, and obviously you gotta be able to run the football, Grant. I mean, you, you, if you can't run the football, it's just hard to win in the SEC. Grant, that to me, there's also a feeling of, you know, you last week you you know you always know you have a sense of the importance of the A and M game, you know, that's kind of going to decide the direction things go in. Um, I don't think you can. I don't think you can emphasize this game against Ole Miss any you know it's got to be the same idea because Alabama next week in Tuscaloosa look it's not a it's not a vintage Alabama team they're still really good they're still really good defensively um and so I mean even with the weight of history too you can't you can't go into a season with Alabama on the schedule and feel like yeah that's when we're gonna get because you got the weight of history that's right there in front of you so man I mean Sam Pittman talked. We need a win. He says we need a win. You better get one this Saturday. Isn't that the way it feels? Yeah, and I think the, I think Arkansas is physical enough that, for example, BYU lost the week after playing Arkansas. LSU lost the week after playing Arkansas. A&M possibly could lose this week against Alabama. That's going to be really interesting at College Station when those two play. But, um, you know, they... I, I, I would like to see Satania touch the ball more. You know, that guy has got the speed. That Overall, I don't think Arkansas has great team speed compared to some of these other teams, but he certainly does. And, you know, he, he was off to the races on that play where he, he his foot yeah. kicked the ball out of his hand. I'm not sure he doesn't score on that or at least go a long way. You know, you know judging so from why, what Sam said about why they haven't played him as much, uh, you know, it, it sounds like there might be some issues catching the ball uh, in practice. And then, you know, there are a couple of numbers. I agree with you. I'd like to see him get the ball more because there's something about his speed that just plays differently than anybody else's. But I, I do wonder about if if, um, if he's all that safe securing the football and if that's a reason why we hadn't seen him, uh, you know, get involved in the offense as much. I think sooner or later, it's something you got to learn to improve on anyway, because that speed is special. Yeah, I, I, you, you want to try to find a way. To, do you think we're Grant? Do you think we're maybe a, a step slow outside? I mean, we have good hands, but but do we have enough speed on the outside uh, to, to to beat Ole Miss? Well, that's what I was saying. I think that is a concern, you know. And uh, it's interesting, you know, that they're doing these mid game interviews now rather than at halftime. And the one I think after the third quarter, Sam was talking about we need to maybe you know, run some draws or screens or something. And I'm thinking somebody out there has got to be listening to that. And sure enough, I think at the next series they ran a, uh, a screen that was pretty well defended. But, I mean, that's, you know, that's one way to do it. That's one way to slow down the pass rush and so forth. But uh, to me, Satania is your guy. If you, Now, I know they're concerned about his blocking a little bit, too, and being undersized. Um, but uh, they, they need those explosive plays, Matt. And I, I think the running backs – uh, potentially have some of that, 
but we just really haven't seen that many breakaways yet. How much baseball did you watch yesterday, Grant, and how much are you going to watch today? I watched uh, really just some of the last two games. You know, I was out there at the Blessings the last two days, most of the day. Uh, I, I don't really – it's funny. It, it's hard to care. To, you know, I don't know about you, Phil. I mean, if the Pirates aren't there, maybe you don't care that much about it. I, the Cardinals aren't there this year. So I did enjoy Sunday in St. Louis watching Wayne Wright get all those kudos and uh, uh, gifts and everything that he got. But uh, I, I think just looking at the playoffs, I mean – to me, it's still probably, if I had to pick two teams, I'd probably maybe say Baltimore and, and Atlanta. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hey, sports fans! Don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. This is that this is that time where you get that faraway look in your face after you've had a great See large homie. meal. See little homie just doing his thing. That's me right now. That's yeah, that's, that's right. He's just like, yeah, what just are we doing? spinning in a circle just with like, your head off to the side and one shoe just, untied, having no care in the world. Yeah, if you get in my way, I might body slam you. That's that's it. And just like just just living his best life. Well, his little sister just got in his way. His and best almost, life uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you want to start twisting around in circles while you're wearing a headset with a alarm cord. That might not end very well. And B says I got we got F's because I listened to the wrong music. Well, I didn't I didn't cook today. I tell you what, I do like to cook. I've gotten worse though. In the last year. How is that possible? I don't know. It's a, a la- less time, more time on the road from one city to another. Not as much time to prepare. So much of it is how you prepare. That's true. Right? Following recipes. And some people say, I don't need that recipe. I can just put these things together. No, trust me. You need the recipe. The recipe helps. Actually having... Uh, somebody who's tried these things before and knows why you use a you use a quarter cup instead of half a cup of whatever liquid that you're putting in there. It's or very, a pinch instead of two pinches. It's very exciting season uh, coming up because soup season's coming back into town. I feel like uh, it is soup. There's a soup station. I mean, there are man, soup stations over that there. Is they are made for you, Matt. Uh, the the weather gets a little cooler. Uh, there's always a pot of soup on. Uh, and man. you're the kind of guy who doesn't eat meat in the soup. No, no, veggie, veggie soup. I get enough protein. Uh, you, you can get those chickpea pasta noodles. You know, there's some protein there. Like some grilled chicken, eggs. You know, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm hip to the protein game. But you gotta, you gotta get other things as well. Did you do the uh, the protein shakes all the time when you were, no, when you were playing? No, 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 no. Do I don't do protein shakes or protein bars. Not, not really big into um, what was it? What was it called? Like. Nas, POS, like um, uh, what did um, Mark McGuire take? 
Uh, uh, Andro Stendio. Never, I never took anything. Creatine. No, no, no. Remember the creatine yeah. craze? Nope, nope. There was a time where every traveler, I wouldn't say every, but a lot of them. I mean, it was creatine this, creatine that. Oh, it was hip. It, that was a thing that was, uh, they could, they, they, they sell that at a local store uh, in, in Van Buren out there in Dyer called the Squash Blossom. Uh, I'd had, I took creatine, you take a spoonful of creatine, you drink your water. Uh, and I didn't, it, it, it didn't feel right. You know, like I, I'm after doing it once, twice, three, it didn't feel right. Just never did it again. Seaman texts in on the McClarty Daniel hotline, chili time. And he's right about that. Hey, you get some deer chili, uh, put you some, some jalapenos, some purple onions, uh, some kidney beans, some black beans, whatever. Cecil came out today. Beans, Cecil, beans. come over here. Cecil, come here. Uh, oh, come here. Man. Cecil's one of our callers. He calls into the Chop show quite often. Carrot, put in there <clears throat> some garlic, some whole garlics in there. This is one of the great things about when you go on the road, you get to meet your listeners. <laughs> Do you? Did you think I looked like this? Because I wasn't quite sure you looked well, like yeah, that, Cecil. Yeah, I already knew you. I knew what you looked like because I pulled you up. Okay. <laughs> it's really great to meet you. Yeah. When I was, uh, like, I, I keep you on the, in the vehicles, in the shop, in the... So wherever I'm at, I'm listening. Do you so, work in the food service industry? No, I'm a graphic designer, Jasco Graphics. How'd you get inside here today? I said I he had to see y'all. Like hey, Cecil knows like people. You know what you're doing. They rolled, right. they rolled the carpet right. out when I said, hey, I got to go see them. And they said, he said go I'm ahead. with the band. That's exactly that's right. right. Have you tried anything that's in here today? No, uh, I just ate uh, a couple little pieces of chicken, but I got to go. So you got, you got I really want to take a picture with y'all. Let's do it. We can do it live on the air. Why not? We've been eating on the air. Okay. <coughs> Somebody can take Tommy's Bobby, over here. Bobby, he can do it for it. you. Bobby, come on over. We're going to take, take a picture here with Cecil. <laughs> Cecil's our guy. Who, like, you'll call a little well, bit more once we get into basketball somebody. season. Oh, yeah, you know it. We're a month away. Take this, take this. Are you ready? We're a month away from college yeah. basketball. Yeah, it's going to get hot. It's trading season in the it's NBA, man. I've been kind of a little upset about uh, the football, and I didn't, you know, I just just kept it all to myself. You got to turn around if we're going to take the picture here. All right, we're going to smile. It's all in one, two, three. This is all live on the radio. Three, two, one. Woo, pig suey. You get it? You got all right, it. all right. Thank you. I hope you didn't mess that up, Bobby. That's a first. No, Bobby knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. That's a good picture. I don't even right. know Bobby. I'll tell you, he That's knows what he's picture. doing with that That's, phone. There you go. That there was a Tommy good didn't get Bobby. in there, though. I already got Tommy, he's, though. He's a reluctant star. I did do he, a yeah. selfie, though. So are you, have you already moved on to basketball season? Is that what you're saying, Cecil? Some people no, have texted in and the said the same make thing. A bowl game. Not really. We can make a bowl game. I heard about when y'all was saying about the quarterback change. And, hey, you know, it's about respecting the player like – uh, when when I went to Northside, I started at linebacker in the 10th grade because I was really good. And coach just, it was hard for him to make that decision. Sometimes it's hard for a, uh, a player, I mean a coach to make a decision over a player when they start in one or two years, you know, in that on that high level. But sometimes it takes a change. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I ain't called in and, and, and voiced my opinion here's, on that. Here's the thing. I don't think, why, are you, why have you lost games? I don't think it's because of the quarterback. I mean, that's when you'd make the change. If you have to make a change, it's because this, this, is, this is the reason we're losing a game. Where they're making changes is alignment on the offensive line. To me, that tells me that the coaches are viewing, we're losing these games because we're not getting the job done up front. And these are our best five linemen. And they're not lined up the exactly. way that should work. And so that's we've where, got to try something else. And that's where it starts from up front. 
That's how Matt got away all them times. Well, I'm sure it <laughs> no, wasn't Matt the speed. Just, Matt just had them. Hey, it didn't look like Matt was going fast, but Matt had long legs, and he he was almost going four yards, five yards at a time on the stretch. Northside Grizzlies, baby. Northside right. Grizzlies, That's man. Right. You guys have a little. Let me say one more together. thing before. Uh, Y'all can't cut me off because I'm here live with y'all. So you can't you can't push the button. Hey, push the button. There we right. go. Yeah, you see, hey. You're okay, exactly listen. right. Check it out, though. Uh, Deion Sanders, do you think he's doing a good job? I don't – yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do too. And I think his son is a really good quarterback. But w- just like you said, the front. Now, if they front was a little better, they would do a lot better because they got it going on. It just takes time. So it's a lot of people kind of like, yeah, we told you so, but – Dion's a really good coach. And, 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 and coaching, you have to be a people person, and you had to play the game, and he's all of that in a bag of chips. A lot of it at that level. The yes. better you get, it takes, it's, it's more up here. There you go. Uh, psychological, right. being a motivator, right. knowing how to relate. That's that's the thing, Dion. He relates to his kids the, the, the best. And yep. just like you, Matt, like, uh, and I, I'm not putting nobody down, but kids have to buy in with the coaches. All the coaches around here when I played, when you played was from Fort Smith, basically from Fort Smith and they played a father figure for us because I was I'm from Allen Grove Project. We didn't really have fathers around. M- most of us didn't. So the coaches was our fathers, Coach Jennings, Coach Davis, Coach Branch, Coach right. McKinney, all That's of right. them were father figures. Yep, the and killer bees, right? Coach McKinney and the killer bees. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we bought in. And so when you buy in, they, they hang in there. When you don't buy in, kids go other ways. And I think that's the problem that Northside's having bad, man. Are they won it. any games this year? They Are they struggling a little they bit? They won. Yeah. Uh, actually, they did win. Yeah. But why would you televise a game live when you're not even getting attendance in the stadium? When you go to Dallas, blackouts. You got to go pay to see. Did you see, <clears throat> maybe you didn't, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays playoff game yesterday? Uh-uh. 19,000. Wow. I mean, it's the the ballpark holds maybe 38,000. Oh, yeah, 19, yeah. 19,000 there for crazy. a playoff game. Right. We understand the ballpark's no good. Right. It's daytime. Right. 19,000. 19, that's 000. it. They're Division that's two crazy. games. Division two football games getting better attendance than that. Exactly. All right. Hey, man, I really enjoyed it. It's y'all. great to meet you, Cecil. I hey, love always, y'all. always, always. Tommy, I got to go. I got to go make some stuff. Make Do some stuff. All right, man. Cecil, thanks for coming right. over. You're and welcome anytime, man. All right, thank you. And and good good picture, too. He's photogenic. He's, he's, he's more photogenic than the two hosts are. Passion is something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate Hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs, whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Brett Dolan is on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, Touchdown Radio, Razorback Sports, and uh, everything else going on in the world of sports, too. And a guy that also, 
had worked in baseball long enough where you went to the winter meetings, Brett. Did you ever go to the trade show? You remember the old trade show? They don't have it anymore, but the trade show. That was the best, right? Get all the swag, all the paraphernalia you could carry out in the bag, and then you meet the superstars or uh, Max Packen or something else along the line. Yeah, but that was also where you could get a free lunch, you know, because they had all the nacho machines on sale and all the little hot dogs and the candies and the popcorns and all that. That's like what we got going on here times 10 at the uh, at this Game On Food show that we've been brought out to today. I can feel the digestion right now. I'm starting to sweat a little bit, so I'm feeling good about it. Yeah, it's better than the ballpark food normally is. Although, get it, one of the chefs that was part of the chef competition we judged is the chef for the Tulsa Drillers. So ballpark food means a little different, uh, and it's something different sometimes too, doesn't it? Tell you what, you live the life of Riley right there. Right? All your different destinations where you guys get to broadcast from uh, makes, me, makes me jealous. And he, and he gets to see some good baseball. I was telling Phil, I was like, do you know how, how lucky you are to to, to do the, 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 the play-by-play for Coach Dave Van Horden, the Arkansas Razorbacks, and just all the Ws they get? I mean, that has to be just awesome. It is. Yeah, I don't think that's a grand. I know Phil doesn't either. I mean, it's one of those cases. And the main thing is you get to see guys that you know are going to be potential big leaguers. I mean, I think we saw that with Heston Kerstead almost immediately. So you're watching great SEC college baseball. You know these guys have a great chance to go on and do wonderful things in the pro ranks. And then, of course, you know, you start accumulating some rings and some conference championships and trips to Omaha. So it's uh, it's always the highlight of Phil's spring and, and mine as well. Brett, we just had our national uh, our national broadcast service alert. Everybody's phone in the entire country just went off at the same time. And that means the radio station's probably off air briefly to, uh, to to do this announcement. We knew this was happening. I think it was supposed to be about 1.20 in the afternoon central time. It's literally, it's every state. Everybody's phone just went off. Matt, yours went off. Mine went off. Brett, yours did too. So I, I guess the system must have worked then. That makes me feel good. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like Hands Across America. Everybody all at once <laughs> holding hands through their telephones at the same time. Um, all right, you saw, you saw Georgia Auburn. Man, a lot better game than I thought it was going to be. It was a fun game. I really enjoyed it. I didn't know if Auburn had enough to get over the hump, but Georgia kept them kind of in it for a while. And Auburn went for uh, tried to score a touchdown, started to take it a field goal at the end of the the uh, first half and didn't take the three. But Brock Bowers finally reminded everybody late in the game he's the best player on the team in the SEC and maybe college football. I think early in the third quarter he had two catches, seven yards, and I kept saying to my Heisman Trophy analyst, why aren't they throwing the ball to him? And then he finished with 150 yards, the game-winning touchdown, and, and kind of took over. But it was it was a fun game. I mean, sometimes you have good matchups on paper. They don't always turn out well. Uh, that wasn't a great matchup on paper, but it gave us a decent finish. A game I'm looking forward to this week, obviously – uh, the Arkansas Miss game, and we can get into that game in a second. But I got to get your thoughts on Oklahoma, Texas, and and, and I, I, I might be in the minority, but I, I like Oklahoma in this one. Uh, Texas, they they had a good game last week, but sometimes it doesn't travel. Sometimes you're a little inconsistent back to back weeks. Uh, I, I think Texas might be prime for Oklahoma this week. What do you think? That's that's a, it's a fun matchup. I hate it. It's going directly against our matchup of the Tigers, Mizzou, and LSU at the same time frame. But we'll be keeping an eye on that. I, I do think Texas has an opportunity to kind of solidify themselves as a uh, as a playoff team early in this season because their schedule is not going to test them much after this game if they can get the win. You know, there's only one team 
that's coming into the Big 12 next year that's ranked uh, from all those Pac-12 schools. That's only Utah. I mean, Washington State and Oregon State are way ahead of them. Mm. Uh, it's just interesting to look at those. Uh, to look at that. Who you got this weekend? Mizzou and uh, LSU. I never thought I'd hear these words come out of my mouth that I'm looking forward to seeing Mizzou football, but I'm intrigued. It's a top 25 matchup, and Mizzou's actually ranked higher than LSU. LSU did not do themselves uh, any favors or our matchup with their collapse defensively against Ole Miss, but uh, Mizzou's an interesting team. I know they haven't played anybody. I know they haven't run away from anybody, but their their quarterback has set an all-time SEC record for Passes without an interception, I think it's at 348. They've got a receiver leading the country and receiving with 644. They've got a kicker who's made 11 straight kicks, uh, field goals beyond 50 yards. I I didn't know that was possible. So um, we'll see what we get with the Tigers and Tigers on Saturday. Yeah, but they also haven't played any. I mean, I was impressed with Missouri against Kansas State, but that Kansas State offense is nothing like what you're going to see from LSU. Um, I just wonder if Mizzou has the kind of offensive firepower to keep up with LSU. Now, I like Cook to Burden and Schrader, that running back, uh, is is very good. I don't view them in the same way that I view the LSU offense. Their defense, obviously, going to get tested tremendously. I guess the real question in this case is more about the LSU defense. You know, they're the team that's been gashed and really been blown off the line of scrimmage the last couple of games. Uh, so maybe that's the biggest question of this upcoming matchup. It kind of feels a little bit to me like the game we had last week with Auburn and Georgia. We didn't feel like Auburn was quite good enough to hang with Georgia, but they were the home team. And and, and Mizzou, they don't have the explosiveness at LSU, but, but they're the home team. And, and, and maybe that's worth a few points, and maybe some early opportunities might tilt this into a fourth-quarter game. I'm with you. I, you know, LSU, I was watching Daniels in that Ole Miss game. The throws he made in that first half, I mean, <laughs> they were ridiculous. I mean, he's dropping them in over the bucket. He's got two great wide receivers. They're scoring points with, with regularity. But Brian Kelly said this week that he went back and watched the tape, and they missed 30 tackles, 30 broken tackles. And I don't wow. know if that would be two or three on one play, or that's 30 different plays with broken tackles. Uh, that can't happen. I mean, that's... Even when they led 49-40 late in the game on Saturday night, I thought, well, that, that's good enough. They'll, they'll finish this one off. And, and they did not. And even though they had a chance on the final play with a receiver with two hands on the ball in the end zone to tie and then win the game, uh, that was an awful, awful defensive performance mm-hmm. by LSU. Well, let me ask you about, about Ole Miss now, because you, you saw them a couple of weeks ago. Um, is is this a where are they softest defensively? Where can Arkansas maybe take advantage of the Rebels' defense? Yeah, well, it's a good question because they're they're a little better all the way around. Obviously, LSU kind of shredded them a bit. You know, it's a good question, Phil, because Arkansas's offensive challenges kind of augment this discussion. I think two weeks ago. You and I and probably everybody with, with Razorback gear on watched that LSU-Arkansas game, and we thought, you know what, Arkansas looked better offensively. Maybe the question should have been, maybe LSU wasn't as good as we thought defensively, and that played its hand last week. So, you know, this, this LSU uh, situation, I think, with the common opponents gives me pause because um, I thought Old Miss's defense was better. Um, and, and, again, for them to give up as many points as they did doesn't indicate that. But uh, I don't know the answer to your question. I think the linebackers are pretty good. Obviously, their defensive backs had a lot of issues last week. 
But that means Arkansas has to make plays because those two wide receivers that LSU have and have right now are better than what Arkansas has. I look at this uh, another matchup with Alabama going to College Station to take take on the Aggies, and that see, I'm, I, when I'm thinking this Ole Miss Arkansas game, I'm thinking it's the first one to forty. This Alabama A and M game, I, it, it might be the first one to twenty five. Uh, both those defenses are pretty stout, and, the, and their offenses have been uh, a little con- inconsistent. Who do you have in this? For, it's the first. It's for the. It's for first place in the SEC West. Who do you like in this matchup? Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Uh, and I probably would, would have changed my mind from two weeks ago. I probably would have leaned towards Alabama. I might go with, with kind of the hot end and, and take A&M right now. I think this matchup, Matt, and, and also Kentucky-Georgia are somewhat similar in the sense mm-hmm. that maybe in a neutral site you might say, well, I'll take Bama, I'll take Georgia. With uh, Kentucky playing well last week, could they give Georgia enough fits? I don't know. But but this has been a matchup with A&M and, and Alabama in recent years that's always been somewhat close and competitive. It's had a similarity to that Arkansas A&M game from, from years past. It doesn't really always matter if a team is a little bit up or a little bit down. It always seems to come to that fourth quarter. And uh, and I might lean A&M. I, I, I wouldn't have felt great about that last week, uh, certainly with their issues. Evan Stewart's a big-time player uh, offensively, and, and Johnson doesn't have the drop-off that you would fear by bringing in a second-team quarterback because of his experience and his playing time. And uh, and Alabama is still not quite there, but they're still darn good. So this will be the afternoon game that I think I'll be probably watching. But I, I would probably lean Aggies if I had to. Well, I, you know, I don't know what to believe on the interweb sometime or the Twitterverse or, or whatever you want to call it these days, but what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Mr. Urban Meyer getting back into the coaching game and, and being uh, the Michigan State's next head coach? Well, you talk about two disasters that would potentially come together in that one with what they've had on campus with all of their issues at Michigan State and, and Urban Meyer. I, I guess I thought Urban was done after his last stop. I thought we've seen and we've seen enough and, and, you know, he's accomplished so much. Do you, do you want to put yourself out there again one more time for another potential disaster to ding your reputation? Competitors like to compete and coaches like to coach, so it's hard for these guys to walk away. But, my goodness, I mean, Michigan State, I mean, there's Pat Narduzzi, there's Tim Elko. Go find you one of those guys and, and make that hire. All right, got to get in a little baseball with you to close it up here. Uh, how about... The Minnesota Twins, and I, I counted it up yesterday, it was 18 straight playoff losses <laughs> dating back to 2004. Finally get a win yesterday. Must have felt amazingly cathartic. And the guy that was the hero for them, this Royce Lewis, hit a home run in his first two major league playoff at-bats. He was like five years old the last time the Twins won a playoff game. That's just a great story. Well, and I think Lewis in the in the regular season, Phil had four grand slams in like nine days or something. It was just yeah. ridiculous. And then he he has the game that he did yesterday. I was actually listening to the Twins broadcast on Sirius XM driving down the road, and and the level of excitement for Corey Provis was like they were on the precipice of winning a World Series. He instructed the I'll people bet. to pull over to the side of the road. Please pull over to the side of the Pulling over to the the side of the road, but they were. I mean, the, the crescendo of excitement was something like. Uh, I hadn't heard for a first playoff game, but when you've lost 18 in a row, I I think just winning that game or winning a series will appease the Twins fans. Forget winning in the next round, just just winning this game and maybe winning a best of three felt so good for for Minnesota. So it was was kind of fun to watch. 
you know, the perspective is, is what sports is all about. If, if a team like the Braves or the Dodgers don't get to a World Series or win it, it's a disappointment. But for the Twins, just to win a game was, was really something. So it, it was kind of and then, fun just to, to be a part of. And then the Rangers get this great performance from Jordan Montgomery, including, and it might have been the best, the best defensive play yesterday by anybody, a diving catch of a popped-up bunt while the Rays are trying to play small ball early in the game. Bunt a guy from second to third. Then they figure they're going to bunt him home. And Montgomery, who's not the smallest-looking dude of all time, makes this tremendous diving catch near the first baseline. I thought the way he landed, he might have broken a rib, but uh, he appeared to be all right. The Rays just imploded yesterday. You know, I mean, they're supposed to be the team that's all about fundamentals and, and, and you know, a team that can manufacture a run when you need it. They couldn't manufacture the run. They had no fundamentals, and the Rangers shut them out. Yeah, it's amazing, right? About a two-thirds of the way through the year, even more than halfway through the season, they had the best record of any team, and it looked like they were going to get the bye. Now they're in danger of losing two games and be out even before the two teams that received the buys get a chance to, to get geared up for, for the weekend. So that was bizarre. And a Rangers team failed that all they had to do was win one game in that Seattle series or, or win on Sunday or even have the Astros just lose one of their three at Phoenix to uh, the Diamondbacks, and they would have had to buy and been the division champs. And out of all that, they end up having to go on the road to be a playoff team to play a best of three. But they got a they got a big win in, in game one. So that's another fan base that hasn't been as starved as the Twins. But it's been a while since they've had meaningful games or postseason victories at Arlington. You're listening to the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at HitThatLine.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.